everyone. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Where You Lead Again More Girls Rewatch with Steph and Suze. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I don't know. I feel like, you know, we should have like nice radio voices. That's creepy, honestly. Hello and welcome to Delilah. <laughs> okay. That's you're you're honestly <laughs> creeping me out right now. Like I wanna hit something at this point. Ooh. Yeah. Alright, so this week we're gonna be talking about episodes three, four, and five of season three. Yep, I watched these a very long time ago. I watched them quite a bit ago, too. Honestly. Oh, guess we've just been busy or something. Something. Um, so, ep- episode three is entitled Application Anxiety. This episode always makes me think, like, you would be good in the role of one of those panelists. Help with, like, college applications and, like... Uh, like me, personally? Yeah, you personally. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um... Application Anxiety was originally aired October 8th, 2002, um, and it was written by Daniel Palladino. So, there's that. Um, it starts with Lorelai and Rory watching the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, which I don't know why I wrote that down. I thought it was amusing, evidently. Yeah, I mean, Brady Bunch was a good show. Um, Yeah. A talented group of kids. Evidently. Um, <laughs> like the Von Trapps point too. Um, the, <laughs> all right. Um, the male guy brings in the mail. And is as, that what the male guy does? He, well, he brought it into the house. Like, he didn't put it in the mailbox. It's they, they have a mailbox. Stars and he hollow. brought it to the door. It was weird to me. That's why I wrote it down. Stars hollow. Um... Maybe Lorelai told him to do that in anticipation that they Maybe. would get her Harvard application. Maybe, but the application from Harvard arrives, which, okay, so Rory is a year older than me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is 2002. Uh, okay. Yes, she's a year yeah. older than me, so she would be applying for colleges the year before I did. We did not apply for colleges. We did not get paper applications like that. Yeah. It was done online. For the well, most part. Some places might be a little yeah, but, behind. Okay. And also... Okay, no, 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 no. I just think... I think you could still do a paper application. But I don't feel like the application would come in the mail. I feel like you would have to go get it. No, that doesn't make any no. sense. But, like, I feel like you printed it off. And, like, you can mail in a paper application. But they didn't, like, mail them out. I guess unless you specifically mailed a letter to them asking for one. I don't know. It just seems like a weird process to me. Okay. I mean, it was 2002. A lot of things still weren't quite online. I mean, I understand. I applied on paper. You did? Yeah. Where did you find it was behind the times? It was in the Scare line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. It was my provisional acceptance after that. Okay. So okay. that's when I was a sophomore. <laughs> I just remember I'm, I I applied. Maybe did I? Apply? Maybe I don't even remember the process now. It I felt like it, I ago. felt like it was online, but maybe I'm wrong. Since over twenty decades. Uh, twenty decades. <laughs> We're dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Plot twist. Two decades. <laughs> over two decades ago. No, just two decades. Just two decades. Yeah, two decades is ten years. I mean, I applied. It's twenty. It's twenty. 
Okay. Moving, moving <laughs> past this. Little it's 2021. Two. No, it's 2022 <laughs> now. You said 2010. I said a decade is 10 years. Uh, <laughs> and this was 2002. <laughs> so two decades. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving Whoa. on. Moving on. Shh. Scare me, Lorelai. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lorelai and Rory, like, sit down at the kitchen table with this application, and they're going through it, like, looking at all the things that they oh, have to well, fill in. go back to the Brady Bunch thing. She was <laughs> she was upset oh, that they were watching Brady Bunch when her application came, and Lorelai was like, or one of them was like, what if they asked me what was I doing when I got my Harvard <laughs> application? Like, I wanted to be reading... <laughs> What book was it? I don't know. I don't remember. Not Fair and Tender Ladies, but that's what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I never even read that. Y'all read that. <laughs> God bless ya. It was some book that I've never heard of, though, that she wanted to have been reading when her application came in. So, Laurel, I was like, well, that's what we'll tell them. Like, we yeah. don't have to tell them the truth. I don't know if I have it written down later or not. But anyways, it comes up later. It does come up later, which is weird because... They bring it up. No yeah. one asks her. Yeah, we'll get there. They are going through the application. They have it spread out on the kitchen table, and they're, like, going through questions. We find out that Lane is just hanging out in Rory's room. Listening working. to, like, really loud music. And working on a band ad. Yeah, so get... she's trying to find a band for her to play in. Yeah. So she's listening to, you know, music, and then she comes out, and she's like, Okay, in order to actually get this done, I'm going to need to crank up. Or no, no, no. She was saying, I can't I can't narrow down my favorite bands and influences. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so she comes out and she's like, I can't narrow down. She says something. You just said this. I know, but it's. She's got, it was going to cost like thousands of dollars yeah. to put this ad in the paper. She lives, because she's ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. And so, Rory's like, no, you need to narrow it down to top ten or something like that. And she says, okay, well, in order to do that, I'm going to have to crank it up. So, she goes back into Rory's room and, like, blasts music. And then Lorelai and Rory are like, Can, should we take this outside then? And it's like, Lane, get out! <laughs> Alright, the next thing we see is <laughs> Dean and Rory at Luke's. Um, Rory wants to see a movie Saturday. Um, and he says, well, don't you need to work on your Harvard essay? And she's like, well, I already know what my topic for my essay is going to be. It's going to be about Hillary Clinton. And so that's, she's been like, that's what she's going to write on. Um, Luke sees Taylor taking pictures of the storefront. Mm-hmm. That's all I got written down for that. Yeah. I don't really know what was well, going on. Well, Luke sees that and he gets pretty angry, but cause he doesn't know why. Why he's taking pictures. Like, the purpose. Like, what are you doing, Taylor? Like, yeah, because you never know with Taylor. A town busybody. You need to go away. Like, stop taking pictures of my building. Like, what What are you doing? He's expecting that he's doing something that he's not going to like. Correct. Um, the next scene is this panel that Paris and Rory are hosting um, as part of, like, their student council about how... Um, like preparation for college. preparation for college and writing the applications and all that stuff. Like what to expect in your college interviews. Yes, and Paris is upset at how it's being done, conducted. She doesn't like it. She thinks it's ridiculous. And the first thing, like one of the first questions about these applications is the these representatives from these colleges are like, well, we really don't like to see perfunctory responses. 
And they go to continue on to say... Like, Hillary Clinton as, your, like, your biggest influence or whatever. And Rory, you could see visibly, is getting, like, really upset about this because she's like, well, I, what am I... What am I... What are, what are they saying? What, what am I supposed to write about? Um, and they go on to talk about the interview process and, like, it's so, you know... Yeah, you can see throughout this whole thing now that Rory's preoccupied and in her thoughts about this whole thing because they're pretty much telling her that what she's doing is just, like... Wrong. Run-of-the-mill answers. Like, it's your typical college student... Or your typical admissions... Yeah, they don't want ...person to- and, like, wanting to go to college has had college memorabilia all over their wall, like, their whole life and mm-hmm. pretty much describing Rory to a T... And so you can see that Rory's in her head about it. And you can also tell that Paris is trying to get Rory to ask some questions herself. But then she's just staring like a knot on a log. And Paris has to continue asking yeah. all the questions. To me, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here going, yeah, all these things are horrible ideas. Like, the college women really, like, whatever. If, if you have somewhere you were set that you want to go, like, that's fine. My issue was... Again, I agree with everything they were saying about these college essays. Because if you think about it, these people who are reading these essays are reading thousands yeah. upon thousands of essays. You were, What your goal is to do is to stand out from the crowd. So, for example, my one of, our, one of the college essays that I had to write was, what is your favorite word and why? Which, first of all, I think is a great question because it allows you to be unique and different. It's a different type of question. And my word was supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. My college roommate's word was spork. Hmm. Yep. So you I can remember sh- yours. Yeah, you can show up part of your personality. I didn't have to do any of that. And no, you can do scare me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my other one, one of the other essays that I wrote was... Um, what is your, like, who are the influences? It was an influential question, but it was, like, who are your influences from the worlds of, like, art, literature, music, etc.? Like, it wasn't just, like, who's your, you know, biggest influence? They wanted specifically, like, who artistically inspires you, kind yeah. of. Who? Um, I wrote about the Beatles. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're hearing these college admissions advisors saying stuff like, if I read another essay about Hillary Clinton, I might, I don't think they said kill themselves, but that was the extent they were going, and pretty much just, like, putting Rory in a panic. Yeah. So, the next thing we see is this Friday night dinner, and Emily is going off about how difficult admissions are, and Rory and Lorelai are both silently freaking out. Yeah, so Lorelai and Emily are there first, and because Rory had this after-school thing that we were just talking about... And so Lorelai's starting to freak out based off what Emily's telling her about admissions. And then Rory comes in, and she, you can tell, is freaking out. And she says, Mom, I need to talk to you. She didn't want to, like, say anything in front of Emily. So they go into Richard's study. And basically, like, Rory tells Lorelai, you can't freak out because I'm freaking out. Like, I need you to not freak out. Yeah. Um, and then Paris calls Rory because she's also freaking out. Yeah, she said, I was freaking out. I was trying to give you the, make you take the lead on the questioning, and you wouldn't answer, and I'm freaking out. And they're all freaking and out. And Rory's like, well, I don't have time to talk to you right now. Goodbye. I'll talk to you tomorrow. They're, everybody's freaking and out. And Paris's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> it's quite amusing. 
And honestly, like, well, I, I feel like for Rory, it should be reassuring to hear that Paris is agreed, also freaking out. Because Paris because, has everything together. Right. And I feel like Rory, uh, the way that we see her, the way that we see Rory is this person who thinks she knows what she wants to do, but it's mainly her mom's expectations and ideologies placed on Rory that Rory's kind of encapsulating and making become her character. Like, I I just feel like Rory doesn't really know who she is. And we see later in the series that she does flounder and doesn't know what she wants to do because this has just been what's been expected and what's been talked about. So I feel like Rory should be freaking out because they did explain her to a T and she is just like this, overachieving student that does well that's you know reaching for the harvard goal yeah um Um, but yeah to see that paris is also freaking out i feel like yeah it helps lorelei the next thing we see is lorelei at home the phone's ringing and it's all these people calling for lane's band all the phone calls are being directed to Lorelai's yeah. house. Which this is all to escape Mrs. Kim. It's so annoying. And Lorelai answers. Honestly, this whole thing was yeah. really annoying to me. Yeah, Lorelai answers, and then she says, um, Lane's not here right now. Can I give blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And she hangs up, and she's like, Rory, I thought Lane was supposed to be fielding these calls. And then she the, the phone rings again. She answers, and then Lane comes in. So, and throughout all this, Rory's still upset about the application situation. And Luke's, we have all these kids and Kirk (laughs) coming in asking for old-fashioned drinks, like that you would get in like a soda shop, an old-fashioned soda shop from the 50s. And then Luke walks them out to Taylor because he sees Taylor is behind all this. And Luke makes up a new, uh, Luke makes up a new business and oh and says that he's got a new business doing something and Kirk asks to interview yeah so like the reason he makes up this new business is because Taylor wants to put a soda shop next door yeah I was confused as to what I wrote yeah and I didn't even like necessarily hear you say that part um so yeah Taylor wants to open up a soda shop next door well Luke owns the building next door and is not going to allow that he doesn't want a soda shop right next to his diner, especially one that's owned by Luke Taylor. So Luke said, well, Taylor's like, well, what else are you going to do with that built empty space? And he said, well, I'm going to open up whatever new uh, business it is. Yeah, like clearly that. being sarcastic and <laughs> not being serious. And then Kirk asked for an interview. Like, of course, Kirk asked for an interview. Kirk wants to work everywhere. Kirk is our fellow. Uh, Kirk is the hardest working man in that yes, town. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Team Kirk over here. I love Kirk. <laughs> you have um, that. Look at that. Team Kirk. Yeah. Lorelai, um, well, the next thing we see is Lorelai going to talk to, um, not going to, was she in his office or was it on the phone? I, I don't honestly know. don't remember. I don't remember, recall her talking to Charles. She did. She talked to Charles. Oh, like, I think it's an after the fact thing. I think she says, hey, Rory, I spoke to Headmaster Charleston, told him no, about it. No, 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 it was, a, it was an actual scene. Oh. He was on there. Yeah, um, Lorelai spoke to Charleston. I think it was on the phone. Too much um, troubleshooter on my end. And he <laughs> set up, um, he, he told her he would help set up a dinner with a Harvard alumni so that Rory could um like pick his brain right like and I think that's a pretty cool like mentorship thing that they have going on there like I feel like they should offer it to more students probably like they probably do they probably do yeah um Rory just doesn't involve so she doesn't like no things so um 
Lorelai says, you need to call this guy and set up this dinner, dinner lunch, or dinner, lunch, whatever, whatever, to meet with him. And she says, no, I'm nervous. Like, true millennial right there doesn't like talking on the phone. Amen. People, they don't know. Like, I feel you, girl. I Me have too. to prepare myself every day to make phone calls. Um, so she calls. So she calls. And hangs up. He answers. She hangs up. And Lorelai's like, what? Call him again? Like, you need to set this up. Like, good job, Lorelai, for trying to force that. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to work. No, she's still um, Lorelai so impersonates her. In, and she hands the phone to Lorelai, and Lorelai impersonates her, and she sounds like the most airhead bimbo ever. Like, <laughs> that really is not does. what Rory sounds like. Hi, my name is Rory, and I would really like to have a lunch with you so that I can pick your brain about Harvard. Yeah, she sounds like this. Hi, my name is Rory. Okay, thank you. I'm so excited to meet you. So they set up this meeting <laughs> with Darren Springsteen. Um, And I think, doesn't Lorelai say, I wonder if he... Related to Bruce. Yes. Um, they talking about sports, like Harvard sports or whatever. She, so they say that there are very aspects of the various. various okay, a- so another part of the panel was that you they didn't want to see a applicant checking off every single activity, which is what Rory that, was gonna do. Yeah, she was gonna like mark off every single thing except for sports. Except for sports, because Rory doesn't like sports. And then the panel was like, well, we don't like to see that. We want to see personality within the applicant. No, we want to see that you're, what you're involved in is what you're actually really passionate about. Yeah. So don't you shouldn't spread yourself so... Like, you need to be involved in things, but you shouldn't be spread yourself so thin that you're barely involved in everything. Right. We would rather see you... Like, and this is, the, the thing is, Rory's already done this because she's involved yeah. with the paper. She's, she's passionate about journalism. Yeah. That's, and, and government. So those are the things that she's involved yeah. in. She's not involved in. Yearbook. Yeah. Like, she, yeah, she doesn't do those other things. Or, yeah. It's so Drama. weird. Yeah. yeah. So this leads to this meeting with Darren Springsteen and he's like, well, what do you like to do? Do you like sports? And Rory's like, I like very as- various aspects, aspects of sporting, sporting endeavors. endeavors. Ridiculous. <laughs> and Lorelai was just going to say, no, we're not really into sports. No, 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 no. I think it was opposite. I think Lorelai was the one who said various aspects. No. Oh, okay. Rory said that. So, anyways, their kids come in. Weirdos. Yeah. They're like, come bouncing in, the two of them, dressed alike in these white tennis outfits. Um, and they they look like the Doublemint twins, honestly. <laughs> and it's weird. They're weird, and like you can tell that they're weird. And Rory and Lorelai are catching on that they're weird. Um, I'm just a little too clean. Like there's definitely some hidden skeletons. Yeah, buried beneath like, the backyard. Well, let me tell you, the forth. skeleton is not the third child, Carol. Who no. just is like normal. She works a couple jobs. Like she didn't go straight to college. She's just like I'm figuring it out. They quiz each other at meals. Which I thought that was kind of cool. No. But not the way in which they did it. No, it like, cool. I think having some trivia questions nope. at the dinner table is but, cool, but no. not the way they did it. No, it was, like, really intense trivia. Yeah. And, and then, not trivia. It was all academic. Like, it was, there was no... Yeah. Well, and there was one part on there where um, the dad asked a question, and then he, like, answer, like corrected the answer and then added on to it. And the wife or the mom was like something like, 
No one beats Darren. No one beats Darren. And then the daughter goes, he's incredible. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, like, so weird. weird. Like, very incestuous. Weird. Weird. Um, so Rory goes upstairs to wash her hands before dinner, and the other daughter is there. She is a waitress, and she's turning into – she's changing into a bunny costume because she entertains at children's birthday parties, too, or something. Great. And it was basically just, like – like, it's cool if, like, your goal is to go to college and to go to an Ivy League. And, like, if that's what you want, then go for it. But if it's not, like, that shouldn't – that's not the only right. – that's not the only plan. That's not the only option out there. And when Lorelai had noticed the um, a picture of the other daughter and asked, oh, you have another kid, um, the whole family, like, clammed up and were like, oh, yeah, she, she has a – different goals or something like that. Yeah. Like, they acted really weird. Yeah. So, they leave that situation. And he says that he'll look over her, like, papers Yeah, and stuff. she, like, like brought him. He's very nice. They're very nice. Yeah. Just different. Just weird. Um, but she, yeah, she had brought, like, a whole file folder of her resume. Her records. Her, her, her records. records. Yeah, just to, you know, get some guidance. Um, the next thing we see is a town meeting and Taylor brings up the fact that he wants to open a soda shop and he has made this like model of it, but the horse that's out front of this soda shop is completely out of proportion with the rest of the diorama and it's like ridiculous, but everybody really thinks it's a great idea and they really want this soda shop. Yeah. And I think it's a great idea. I do too. So Luke agrees to let Taylor rent his space and open a soda shop and immediately Kirk asks Taylor for a job <laughs> which is the best part of the whole thing and then um, after <gasps> we all love this okay so after you love it more than other people evidently no everyone loves okay okay so we finally meet Dave Rogalski he approaches Lane after the town meeting. They immediately start talking music. Like, they hit it off immediately. It's Dave Rogalski, y'all. It's Dave Rogalski, played by... Uh, oh, I said Seth Cohen. <laughs> What's his real name? Adam Brody. Adam Brody, there we go. <laughs> so, I mean, all throughout social media, you see everyone say Team Dave. Like, yeah, Dave is D- the one that got away. Yeah. Like, Dave is a true hero. He was hero. stolen by the OC. <laughs> Dave is a true hero of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like, everyone. He was the perfect boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> So Dean then approaches and asks what happens, uh, asks Rory, what, well, what happens when you leave for college? Yeah, like, apparently they haven't talked about this yet. Um, they argue. He is being, I wrote down, he's being serious and realistic. Yeah. Like, he is like, well, she goes, well, I'll come home every weekend. Or, or you, you could go come, to a community college in he Boston. Goes, How am I supposed to go to a community college in Boston? I would have nowhere, I can't live at the dorms. Right. Like, and if I'm going to school, I'm not going to be able to have a job enough to pay for somewhere to live. Like, this does not make like, sense. Yeah, you don't go to a community college in another area. Yeah. I mean, you might, but I don't see that yeah. being a very. Like, it doesn't make sense. And so, yeah. like, I applaud Dean for being realistic, realistic. in yeah. this situation because Rory is not. Um, then Jackson and Suki walk up. But that's Rory. No, she doesn't, she does not like conflict. And like, I don't like conflict either, but sometimes it's necessary. And she just brushes everything. Like, she is in this relationship that she doesn't even enjoy anymore. Just because she doesn't want to cause a rift. 
Mm-hmm. Like, she is being unrealistic because I think that she just... She doesn't even want to be in this relationship anymore. So then you're asking this guy to move to a different city yeah. that you... Like, you're not even... She's like, not I get even, it. Love is a choice. And, like, sometimes you just got to get over the hurdles. But... But you're 17. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, Jackson and Suki then ask um, what Lorelai will do with Rory's room when she's gone. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> think Lorelai's thought of this either. They're very similar, the Lorelai's. Um, and so, yeah, Jackson proposes <laughs> that he puts... Something, I don't remember what. Something he collects, like, old tools. Tools, yeah. yeah. In Rory's room. Antique tools in Rory's room. And it's like, what? Like, who has the audacity? <laughs> Anyways. Darren Springsteen then calls and says that he'll put in a good word with the admissions council. Um, that, like, it was a very, like, Rory's a very good student. And that he was pretty impressed with her records, her files, whatever. And Lorelai and Rory talk about how much they miss each other, even though they're not apart yet, and how they want to hang out with each other as much yeah, as they can. Yeah, like, I think it, they both got that healthy dose of reality, reality. And they're like, oh, crap. Like, you're my best friend, and I'm not going to see you every day yeah. anymore. And then we see Luke and Taylor already arguing. <laughs> yeah. Well, something, too, that we miss with Dave and Lane is when they are done talking, she takes off her band tee. And underneath, she has a um, Jesus rocks or Some, Jesus, something about God or Jesus. And he's like, interesting shirt. And she said, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, that was fun. Um, so that's episode three. Episode four is called um, One's Got Class and the Other One Dies. And it was written by, again, written by Daniel Palladino and originally aired October 15th, 2002. This one was a good episode. It's actually one of my favorites, but I think by the times I watched it recently, I fell asleep, but it's <laughs> what chronic fatigue does to you, so. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's a good episode. I really like it. So it opens at Luke's, and uh, Lorelai is talking about her dreams with Rory, or something, and she says that she's in touch with the other side, that she's imagining silly, silly deaths for herself. And then Lane comes in, and she's getting ready for band practice, and as um, they leave, Jess's, Jess's girlfriend, girlfriend comes, comes in, in. And I feel like immediately she goes to the counter, or is that another episode? I think it was this one. She goes to the counter, and, she, they, yes, make and they make out. So gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So they're in band practice and they have to play quietly. <laughs> yeah. So they're already playing pretty quiet. Like you can tell Lane's barely hitting the drums. And then um they like pause and I think Brian is like, We've gotta turn it up. And well we we meet Brian. We meet Brian and Zach. Zach. Yeah. So we finally meet Brian and Zach and like for those of you don't that don't know, spoiler alert, they're gonna be around around for a very long time. And we love them. Um so yeah. Lane's like, Well, we need to play a little bit quieter actually. Like she's afraid that her mom's gonna hear her. <laughs> and it's like, Your mom's not omni omniscient, omnipresent, omni whatever. But evidently she can hear rock music from miles away. Yeah, and apparently rock music is of the devil too. Um so there's <laughs> this discussion about where they can have practice because Brian and Zach are like we particularly can't Zach is like, we can't rock out right here. Like we gotta go. We gotta play in we gotta find somewhere in Hartford to play. Yeah. Well there's a problem with this. 
So Lynn gets really upset, and Dave pulls her outside to talk to her, and she freaks out about maybe having to practice in Hartford, and he tells her um, that, well, so and she's like, listen, I can't, I'll have to figure it out. I, I can't, because he's like, you can't be our Pete Best. You can't be our first drummer who we leave, who we lose. If you don't know, Pete Best was the original drummer for the Beatles. So, um, and he left, and then we get Richard Starkey, i.e. Ringo Starr. I mean, Star. who wouldn't want Ringo? So, he's like, you can't be our Pete Best. You, we, you need to be in this band. So, she's like, well, we'll have to, we'll figure it out. I will figure it out. So Rory and Lane are then talking on the phone on how to make the Hartford practice thing happen. And Rory's like, well, you also don't have drums. Like, her whole thing is they're yeah, practicing at the music store because right. she's basically working there to pay off the drums that right. she's practicing mm -hmm. on. As she does not own Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting how she got so good so quick. Yeah, well. I mean, I guess talent is talent. I guess so. Um... Anyways, so a Debbie Fincher at the, uh, calls for Lorelai. And Lorelai's like, who? And she's evidently a mom of a Stars Hollow kid that Rory used to hang out with named Kathy. So she's Kathy's mom. You know Kathy Fincher. You know her and Deb. Her and Deb. Lorelai. Oh, you are so bad. Oh. You know I don't like being called Deb. Oh, my goodness. So Lorelai does not remember this woman <laughs> at all. They want, but they want her to speak to the class when, um, about her, when her business, about her success story. And then, so then um, Lorelai asks about Kathy so that she can talk to Rory. Yeah, so like... <laughs> Lorelai is very good at pretending and acting like she knows people, but she really doesn't. So yeah. then, then she starts to like gather these like bits and pieces of what this Debbie Fincher is saying. So then she's like, well, how is this little Kathy? Yeah. So they also want a second speaker and they mentioned trying to get Luke, but he says he always turns it down. And Laura's like, Lorelai was like, well, I can get him. To, I can get him to do it. So just count on me and Luke. We'll be there. Mm -hmm. So, during all this, Lane then sneaks downstairs. Not during all this. Later, Lane sneaks downstairs and tries to give herself a pep talk. Um, and so Mrs. Kim makes her sit down and makes her tea. And then Lane starts talking. But Mrs. Kim also wants to talk to Lane. She wants to talk to Lane about filling out college applications for Christian schools, um, particularly all these Seventh-day Adventist schools. Mm -hmm. So... Lane's like, Lane chickens out. She can't do it. She was going to talk to her mom about Yeah, like Lady, so Lady of Sorrows. Yeah, like, like that. <laughs> really not fun names uh, for schools. Um, the next thing we see is Michelle is bothering Lorelai about her success speech um, and is like teasing her and making fun of her. And then Luke calls and he's trying to back out and he says he hates the school. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Um, and Lorelai... Talks him back into going. Um, Lane and Rory then are talking about the school applications and Lane is freaking out. She does not want to go to these schools. She doesn't want to do any of this. And she is like, I am going to defy my mother. And so she runs into the beauty store and she says that she's going to dye her hair. Yeah. Um, Jess's girlfriend, Shane, works, works at, at beauty this store. beauty store. So Laura, Rory kind of is like, Staring at her. Yeah, it's like weird. as they're like in the aisle and Lane's looking for hair dye, you can see Rory like 
staring down Shane, but Shane doesn't realize. I think Shane's on the phone the whole time. Yeah. To potentially Jess. Yeah, probably. Um, the next thing we see is Lorelai walking into Luke's and says it's four o'clock and they need to go. And she's angry that he isn't dressed. And he's like, I am dressed. And he, she goes, you've got to wear something nicer than that. So she takes him upstairs to change. And Jess and her both tease him about what he's wearing. Um, and then as they're, after they walk out the door, after Luke has changed, Lorelai calls out that Jess has a girl in the closet. She's like, you do know that he had a girl in the closet, right? And he's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Which kind of confuses me. It confuses everybody. The timing does not work. No, unless... <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Jess is just cheating. Yeah, like, the, it does not make sense. Yeah. Um, The timing does not work. But there's a lot of things where the timing is weird on this show, so... Yeah, I guess it could be, like, a 15-minute break. Everything's right there. That's true. Um, Rory and Lane dye Lane's hair. Um... There's like she's in pain. Yeah, so like she's dying and she wants to dye her hair purple. Lane has black hair. And so in order to do that, you have to bleach it first and then you have to dye it purple. And you know, Rory is a 17 year old girl and so is Lane. They don't really know what they're doing. Like that's something that a professional should do. Well, Lane's head is like burning and. (laughs) Rory's like, I think that means it's working. <laughs> and so she's like, well, I, you need to open a window or something. Like, I, I can't. Like, this is awful. And so then she, they open up a window. And then I think she drinks, like, sour water or something like something, that. Something, yeah. And then she ends up saying, Rory says, well, go run around the block for a minute. And so, so she, she does. does. And then comes back in. And I guess they rinse it out. And then they dye it purple. Yeah. Um. Luke and Lorelai go to the school, and Debbie is weird and reminds, oh, I said she's weird, and she reminds me <laughs> of Amy Poehler. Yeah. So Did she remind you of Amy? She reminded no. me of Amy Poehler as, um, what's her name in Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I could th- kept thinking up. of. Yes. Um, Evident Lorelai sees Luke in his track stuff. Yeah, so Lorelai's in the hall looking at all the like trophy cases and stuff, and she sees Luke or Butch Danes <laughs> in a tracksuit. And so this is like fuel to her fire. Yeah, she has a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, Lane and Rory back to them. They're talking about Dave, and Rory calls her out for maybe liking Dave. And finally, Elaine confesses that she's in love with him. <laughs> Lane's in love with a lot of people over time, yeah. though. Like not over time, but like she's always been very kind of like not boy crazy because she's also them won't like. Yeah. I don't know. Lane's interesting. Um, she mentions that um, she also um, mentions her first love, like Rory and Dean, and Rory gets quiet and keeps trying to change the subject. Yeah. Because clearly she doesn't love Dean, Dean. anymore. Yeah. Um, the next, going back to Lorelai, this is a lot of back and forth yeah. between these two scenes that are happening. Lorelai starts her speech, and the kids keep asking questions about her having Rory at 16. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're having Rory at 16. Um, Lane, we finally see her purple hair. It looks so good. It does look really good. Oh, yeah. I didn't think you were using no, it. No, it does. It fits her. Yeah. Like, her character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, like, doesn't she 
immediately freaked out. Yeah, so the door opens. Rory says that she must be, that must be her mom. And is like, Mrs. Kim coming home. And immediately Lane freaks out. Yeah, she and says, freaks it ha- out. It must go back to black. Must like, go we, back we to have black. To buy, we have to dye it back. Yeah. We, got, we got to put it back. Yeah. Um... So, Rory has to sneak out of the house because she can't let Mrs. Kim see that they're, that she's there. So, then she'll, like, want to come up and talk to Lane or yeah. whatever. So, she goes back to the drugstore, the beauty store, whatever. Shane is on the phone with Jess again. So, she's back at work now. <laughs> um, Rory gets an attitude with her and, like, is losing it on her. Like, it's just so Yeah, weird. like, you can, like... It comes out of nowhere, and the Shane girl's like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) As she should, honestly. Um, Like, there's no context there for Shane. Yes. And then we see that Luke and Lorelai are finished with their little speeches or whatever, and Luke is laughing at Lorelai, and they run into this gang of (laughs) women. Of moms with Karen haircuts. Yeah, and they attack her. Like, they are the true Karen. Yeah, Luke goes into his apartment, and he's looking around and, like, opening up doors and windows and closets looking for a girl. Um, And Jess basically, like, is like, there's no one here now. Like, yeah, she was here before. She's not here now. Yeah. And then he, like, calls out Luke, and he says that he doesn't want to wait around for someone to decide to like him. Yeah. Which... Is a point one, but like, like Luke, maybe you should not be waiting for someone right. who is not showing interest in you because I'm like, and basically calling out Rory for being so back and forth right. with him and saying I'm not, I'm not waiting around for like you to make up your mind. Well, and to Luke's defense, Lorelai does show interest in him. Correct, but not but, enough. And he could man up and say, hey, I'd like to get to know you in this context. Want to go out for Agreed, dinner. but yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's where Jess is right. calling him out. Right, saying, like either like, do something or, or move on. Yeah, or move on. Yeah. And he goes, I was in the same situation, and I decided I was moving on. Yep. So, you know what? Good for Jess. You like Jess. You're going to start to like Jess. I don't think... I don't like Jess with Rory. I don't have a problem with the character yeah, of Jess. Yeah. No, that's what I say, too. I don't like him with Rory. Oh. I think he's good for Rory for her development. Uh, later. Yeah. Um. So, Lane and Rory walk past Shane and Jess, and Shane says, That girl's a freak. Oh. <laughs> Which is accurate, considering yeah. how she behaved. So that is the end of the episode. No, 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 no. Then we run into Lorelai. Rory and Lane run into Lorelai uh, after they pass by Shane and Jess. Oh, yeah. And, they show her a picture of her purple And um, Lorelai tells them about her day. And L- Rory and Lane tell her about their day. There's a picture of Lane with purple hair um, for proof. And then she says, you have to hide this at your house. So, and then that's the end. Okay, that's the end. Episode, so that's the end of episode four. Episode five. This is the last episode when we were chatting. This this was the one I was talking about. This is a weird episode. And I think it's like the episode in and of itself is not weird. It's just the, the weirdness of the Oasis, at eight o'clock Oasis. 
Eight o'clock at the Oasis. So, the Oasis. The episode is called Eight O'Clock at the Oasis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Anyways, that is the weird part of this episode. It's weird. The guy's weird. We'll get there, but it just, it weirds me out. It gives me a funny feeling. Okay. The episode originally. I can fuck this feeling. Okay. The episode originally aired on October 22nd, 2002. It's my birthday. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> Um, it's, we know it's Halloween, fall time of year, because what is wrong with you? Um, because there's pumpkins everywhere. Rory and Lorelai are walking through town and Lorelai is telling bad jokes. Um, they go into Luke's and it's packed. Um, there are evidently these two families that come in every Saturday. I I think it was a Saturday. Yeah. And they don't order anything, but. Two sweet teas to go at the end of being there for hours. And I think they order stuff, but they continue to sit there. No, he said they don't order anything but two iced teas to go at the end. <laughs> the women, the one of the women starts breastfeeding, and Luke freaks out over it, <laughs> no, and then no. just comes down and like Lorelai and Roy are completely amused by this whole situation. Um, and then Jess comes down and he sees and he's uh, and like immediately and immediately heads back upstairs. Um, oh, where is she going? Like y'all, I'm, I'm just sitting here and she's walking around and like left. I don't know where she like she's over at her pocketbook because she needed to get a spark. She doesn't need a spark, y'all. <laughs> She doesn't. She does not. Okay, so the next thing we see is the Independence Inn, and Emily calls and asks um, Lorelai if she wants to come to some league auction that might offer, like, might have things that she might want to get for the inn, and Michelle overhears, and he loves auctions, and so Lorelai, and he asks her if if he can go with her, and Lorelai blackmails him so that, um... To allow him to go by getting him to, like, do all these things around the end that, like, she doesn't want to deal with. Um, they, the next thing we see is that night, um, Lorelai and Roy are coming home, and they've got some pizza and cheesy bread. And evidently, Lorelai yelled at, who's the pizza guy? Um, so it started with a J? Or I don't remember. So, their pizza guy, who they're Larry? close with. It ain't Larry. So they're close with, and he, um, he evidently raised the price of pizza, the pizza or whatever. So she yelled Joe. at Joe. Joe. So she yelled at Joe, and then they look in the back, and he gave them free cheesy bread. And so Rory's like, "Don't you feel horrible now for yelling at Joe?" And she said, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> so they're gonna call him after they eat and apologize for being mean, um, about the price. And all of a sudden, Rory takes in the food. Lorelai is going to go check the mail. And this neighbor from across the way comes so over. Weird. His name is Dwight. He just moved in. And he has a favor. He would like for her. Who has a favor when they just move in? He, he does. He needs a favor because he just moved in. But he has to go away on business. And his lawn needs to be watered. And so he needs her to come over two times a day for 15 minutes to water his lawn. 
And he calls his house the Oasis. And he said, why don't you just come over with me right now so I can show you how to do it? And Lorelai's like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, well, you could come over tomorrow morning. He is persistent. What kind is that? Snowberry. I don't like that. How Um, do you know? You haven't had it forever. I don't like it. That current and mine. It's delicious. It might be my favorite. Okay. So then at the auction... Do you want to talk about it? Well, of no. She's like, he's like, you can come early in the morning, and she's like, oh no, I'll go now. Yeah. So, anyways, the next day or at some point, they're at an auction. Yeah. Lorelai and Michelle, Michelle and, and they Emily, meet up with Emily. Emily comes over, and this other lady comes over and talks about how oh, amazing, amazing Emily, Emily is. is. It's amazing. I love it. Oh. <laughs> And she's like raving about Emily. She's like, oh my goodness. And I think she's like British or something, right? No. Oh, well, in my mind, she was. <laughs> like, isn't Emily just amazing? What the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. What do you find yourself amusing? So Lorelai, in order to get away from her mother and Michelle, decides that she's going to go get something to drink from the bar. And she flirts with this guy. Um, yeah, there was, like, only one glass available, only one glass worth available of whatever wine they both wanted to drink, and so he split it with her. And the next day, we see, that's (laughs) it, they flirt. Yeah, it was sweet. It was cute, and he looks like a nice guy. Yeah. So they flirt. Then the next day, she's trying to figure out who the heck he was. The only thing she has to go off of was his paddle number at this auction, which was 17. So she's calling the auction company and trying to figure it out. And they're not giving her any information because you're being a psycho. Um, So Rory points out, well, you know who will know who this person is. It's Grandma. Yeah. So... Um, the next day, well, that later when they're, when they leave to go to Friday night dinner, um, they bring up the auction and like eventually get around to the fact that, um, you know, who, who might've been this person? And Emily goes, well, I don't know, but I can go look it up. So she goes to look it up and his name is Peyton Sanders. And Emily says, well, and Lorelai's like, well, do you happen to have his number? She goes, no, but I can get his number. So she does. And she gives it to Lorelai. Um, they are, oh, so Lorelai and Rory are going to Dwight, Mr. Neighbor Guy's house, and they're rushing around to get ready, and they're like, we got to go over there and like start the lawn or whatever, and then when they get there, there's a sign, there's a note on the door asking her to water his plants or something in the house too while they're feed the fish feed the do something right i have no idea honestly i think they're watering the lawn and feeding the fish i'm pretty sure i don't think it was fish i think it was watering some plants i don't it doesn't matter it honestly doesn't matter but when they go in they open up a cabinet and it has every board game yeah it was a lot and there were no duplicates y'all yeah like there were none i mean Looks like a fun time. No, but, no. But he he doesn't know anybody. Looks miserable. <laughs> I don't like, like board games. I love them, but like, who's playing the music? I don't know. <laughs> but while they're in there, Peyton calls her, um, and they set up two dates. They set up a date to go see. He's got tickets to see something. Somebody. Don't remember who. 
And then they also set up, oh, and they're like, well, that's like next week. Like we should go, are you free tomorrow? And so they just, they set up a date for the next day. And Lorelai the next day is getting ready for this date. And she comes, but in like, Rory's helping her or whatever. And then, so the guy comes pick her up and then she comes home at 10, 15 and Rory's like, oh, did it not go well? Like, 10.15 is late, I don't know what time they started their date. They could have, like, not left until, like, 8. Still. Yeah, but I'm sure they didn't stay in Stars Hollow. Like, they probably went to Hartford, which means that's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, an hour for dinner. Like, that's all they did was go to dinner. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, I don't, I don't have that much to say to anyone. <laughs> well, I'm like, they didn't have much to say to each other either because... Clearly, I enjoy dating. <laughs> because she said he had no personality whatsoever. Um, and that she's like, I'm not going... It was David Bowie. She was like, I'm not right. going to the David Bowie concert well, with him. Like, well, I can't do, do with him, deal with him again another night. Like, it ain't going to work. Here's my issue with this, though. He was a nice guy. She didn't have a bad time. I think she was bored. But she didn't have a bad time. And, like, people on the first date are going to be a little bit boring because you don't know them. And you're nervous. Okay. That sort of thing. I think that you should almost always give someone a second date. Okay. I don't always do that. But I think, <laughs> I think you should. Especially, like, this guy seems like a very nice guy. Like, you don't have the extra issue like we do. Like, you need to be a Christian, too. So, like... For her, what's wrong with him? He was boring. Everyone's boring on no, a first date. You I don't, don't know. I don't feel Maybe like not. I, I mean, I feel like you have to have things in common. Yeah. I don't think they had anything in common. True. I think he was talking but about David like, Bowie concert. That feels like it's Lorelai up Lorelai Lane. So like, why true. not Maybe he go more in a fun. more fun environment? He yeah. might be more fun. That's what I'm saying. Like she should give him at least a second date. Well, I think. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so, there's a mix-up with the lamps for the auction house, so Lorelai has to go switch them. And Emily asks about the date, and Lorelai's like, yeah, it was horrible. And they argue about it, because Emily also thinks, because Emily is friends with right, so like, his mother. Yes. This was a big issue for Emily. You don't come into my circle and ruin everything. Yeah. You don't ask for his number and then just give him one shot. Like, you need to make more of an effort here because... I agree with Emily. I, don't don't run into her circle, ruin her status. Yeah. With it the, makes things well, awkward for her. It makes things awkward. And yes, it's just a first date. Like, it really doesn't matter. Especially in Lorelai's land. But in Emily's land, this has a lot more weight to it. Yeah. So... I always can see all perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, Dwight has called... <laughs> Again, because he needs his lawn watered more. It's been dry and hot. So he needs his lawn watered instead of two times a day for 15 minutes. Three Three times times a day day. for 10 minutes. (laughs) I can't, y'all. It's the same amount of time. (laughs) Okay, anyways. So, um, Lorelai asks Rory to do it and she agrees. So, while she runs out to go get this done, Richard has then, in the meantime, called Lorelai to yell at her and says that he is, well, he isn't yelling at first. He says that he's golfing with Peyton's dad the next day, and he needs to determine if an apology itself will do or if something else needs to be said. And 
I love Richard so much. Lorelai's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It was just a date. It was dinner. And Richard goes on to explain, well, no, it's not because his mother is friends with Emily and they're involved in all the same things and it becomes a really uncomfortable situation if he thinks that it was better than you do and, like, you have really royally messed this up. Yeah, and Richard explains that, like, to him and to Lorelai, they might not understand it, but this is Emily's world and if Emily wants something done then Emily's gonna have that like I think it was like the first chair at DAR like the one person who did have it lost their reigning I guess of the chair and now Emily has it and if something happens with this and Emily loses her chair then that's gonna be awful for all of them so if emily wants her first chair and this needs to be done in order to keep her first chair then richard's going to do everything within his means and he might not understand it but he's going to support his wife i love richard i know so that conversation <laughs> happens and then Rory well and i think that was a good conversation to have too because then it helped laurel out understand like more to it and like Lorelai should have known better than to involve her mother in her dating life, too. Correct. Like, they could have just gone out and no one had to well, know she couldn't about get his phone number True. Without it. Then just drop it. Yeah. Sorry. There's um, not Facebook at that point in time. <laughs> so, Rory is at Dwight's house, and she's inside, and his wife <laughs> calls screaming about how he could just pick up and leave and buy some place without telling her how is that even possible? Anyways. And she says, and I need all of my board games. <laughs> so the board games are really important. Seems like a her. very eclectic couple. Yeah. Um, so Rory runs outside and she messes up the sprinkler. She can't get it to turn off. So she pages Dean, but he hasn't answered. And so she runs to it's go like find him. She barely waits two minutes. I know. But she runs to go find him, but runs into Jess instead. So he follows her back, and he fixes the sprinkler. And then Dean pages her back. and That he's coming. That he's coming. And so Jess says, who is that? And she says, it's Dean. He's on his way. And so he unfixes the sprinkler. Yeah, which I thought was a pretty good move, Jess. Yeah. Good job. It's Let like her boyfriend saved the day. Yeah. Don't get into a fight about it. Correct. Um, this is like one of those scenes that like Jess fans like love. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a good move. Okay. It's whatever. It's just that he doesn't want to yeah. ruffle feathers and cause issues for Rory. So the next Friday night dinner rolls around and Lorelai has brought an album from Suki's wedding of pictures for Emily. Uh, pictures of like yeah Emily, Richard and Emily, and Richard and Emily like really good Lorelai. pictures yeah, yeah. she um, made an album for them yeah and she apologizes she goes into the kit follows her into the kitchen she apologizes and Emily basically like accepts the apology and understands but then she's like basically somehow talks her into yeah agreeing to day. go to this David Bowie concert to end things properly is that all your notes because I feel like that was not the end of that the episode. was the end of the episode. Are you sure? Yeah, girl. I don't believe you. Sorry. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. It was an interesting episode. Yeah, I just not. It's it's a it's not a bad one, but it's definitely not my favorite. There's good moments of it. Yeah, are- but overall, you just think of this weird house and water issue and. <laughs> Weird man that you only see for one episode. It's honestly, yeah, it's a very much a filler episode. Yeah. Um, the next time 
that we speak, we'll be talking about <laughs> episodes six, seven, and eight. I don't know about something, but I'm going to be speaking more than... <laughs> Try not to in speak, between. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Save our voices. Um, so these are three really good episodes. Um, they are all either written by Amy Palladino, Amy Sherman Palladino, or Daniel Palladino. Um, episode six is about the baby shower for Sherry. Oh, yeah. Episode seven is, um, and that's called Take the Deviled Eggs. Episode seven is They Shoot Gilmore's Don't They, which is probably one of the mo- more famous episodes. It's about oh, the dance yeah. marathon. That's a good episode. And then episode eight is called um, Let the Games Begin, and it is the tour of Yale. So, so really good episodes coming up. Honestly, these three are probably Champion. some of the better ones. Yeah, I think, I think number season. seven, it might be one of the most iconic No More Girl episodes. I think so, too. I feel like it's the one that everybody kind of knows mm-hmm. and uh, thinks They played it on ABC Family all the time. Yeah. So, that is that. Got anything else? No, just I saw it yesterday in the mall, someone wearing... Um, it was a couple, and they were both wearing hockey jerseys, and one was a, a Mighty Ducks jersey. Oh. And I turned to our other sister, who y'all met a couple episodes. Last oh, episode, yeah, let's up, let's up. Samantha. I uh, turned to her, and I said, man, the quack attack is back, Jack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but that, that leads into the next season of Mighty Ducks will be on soon, correct? Yeah. Or at least they're, uh, they're filming the, it. They probably just Which, you know, it. Lauren Graham, Lorelai Gilmore, mm-hmm. there's connection there. Um, unfortunately, Emilio Estevez won't be in the next season, which is very sad. Wow. Um, but the shining light is Josh Jumel. Yeah. We got a five-star review oh. from 2012 podcast fan 2008 who said, I love this podcast. The latest episode was so good. I hope this podcast will continue with more shows. So thank, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate so, it. Yeah. So if you would like a shout out, you can leave us a five-star review and we will shout you out. And I think I saw somewhere and it was just like random scrolling. I didn't stop and read. But oh, I think Spotify. I saw that Spotify now has the ability to rate. So rate us on Spotify or Apple podcast yes um please do that and follow us on instagram at rewatch with steph and suze yeah please leave us a review uh, subscribe, subscribe share share follow share. us yeah sharing is caring yep it can be fun i'll give you something you have on all right uh <laughs> thanks for listening